been listening to MOD Channel. Hi guys and gals, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christian from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be tackling a subject that will be very beneficial to you. I'm calling this how to get fired up in your Christian life, all right? How to catch the fire, how to be zealous and passionate again for the things of God. There is a problem that will accost every single believer on the face of the earth. And that is that one day, somewhere, sometime in your life, you will find yourself weary. All right? You'll find yourself tired. Let's look at an interesting verse of scripture that you most likely know. All right? Isaiah 40 verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. So what do we know about the Lord from this text? He is neither fainting anytime soon or weary. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't faint. He doesn't get tired. Are you with me? Why? He is God. He is the everlasting God. That is God. Okay? So obviously, you can't say that this is the same thing for man. Man will get tired. Man will get weary. But God does not get tired. God does not get weary. Are you with me? All right? Because man is finite. Man man is not infinite. Man is not immortal. Man is not eternal in that sense like God. Are you with me? So, God, the concept of fatigue is strange to God. Verse 29 says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no mighty increases strength. So, God is able to what? Increase you in strength. He's able to make you stronger. He's able to give power to those who are weak. So, it tells you that people will be weak. There will be times when you will find yourself weak. There will be times you will find yourself exhausted. There will be times you will find yourself struggling in your Christian walk. Why? Because you are finite. You are not everlasting like the Father. Are you with me? Now, verse 30 says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. So, the idea of the youth is that the youth are supposed to be the vibrant, strong ones, the people who are... You know, not they're not old, so they are supposed to be the guys who are strong. But it says even the strong ones, it says they will be weary, they will faint, all right? And the young men shall utterly fall. So I think humility will be to acknowledge the fact that there are times that you may find yourself weak. There are times you may find yourself not so strong. Being a Christian or a serious believer does not mean you will not find yourself weary at times. There are times you will find yourself tired. There are times... You want to go to church. There are times you want to pray. There are times you want to fast. There are times you want to pray for the sick. There are times, many times, in fact, you don't want to evangelize. All right? You just feel tired. You feel drained. I mean, for me as a pastor, I <laughs> there are many times when it is time to minister, to preach, and I honestly don't want to clean that pulpit. There are many times just before a meeting i'm about to hold or host i'll be saying god look if this cup can pass over me can we negotiate can we actually (laughs) find a way to not do this thing i'm tired i don't want to you know 
those moments come where your feelings tend to get the best of you, where you are just tired. So it is not um, how I put it unspiritual uh, or unscriptural to actually find yourself tired. I think the problem will be when you are tired all the time, when you are weary all the time, when there's no fire all the time, then it's a problem. No, there will be times when you will be tired, okay? But look at verse 31. God tells us how he gives power to the weak and how he strengthens the faint. He says, but those who wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Those who what? Wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Are you seeing that? So it tells you here that even if it has said of God that he gives strength, he gives power to the weak, it does not happen automatically. All right? In your Christian work, if you are waiting for experiences, you're waiting for encounters to bring you back into, will I say, power or make you strong. You're waiting for something special to happen, you know, or you're just waiting for um, a word from your pastor. Now, that happens, that happens, that happens. In fact, that's one of the reasons why you must be very connected to your local church because when you're weak, there will always be someone to strengthen you. Your pastor will be there. Are you with me? Aha, you may come into the service weak, but usually God will, that's why it's called feeding the flock. There will be something that you will hear that can rejuvenate or ignite your spiritual life. And we're going to get to that in a moment. We're going to talk about the role of your local church, you know, in igniting or getting um you know your fire back all right so it's <laughs> we're going to start from you because what if you are not let's say you travel for example you are far away from your local church well let's say you are not uh or let's just say you go to church and you don't hear a word in quote or something that that builds you up or encourages you or whatever how do you um get your fire back how do you get your prayer life back how do you get yourself back with god how do you um maybe get your hearing maybe you used to you've not heard god in a while your worship life is how do you ignite these things it's a skill that you must be able to employ you must understand but it says those who wait upon the lord will renew their strength so god is actually the one that will help you however there is a way he will help you it says you must do something you must what you must what wait upon the lord are you seeing that now this thing about to say this is one area that many believers don't like they don't like to wait upon the lord they don't want to you know stay with god they want quick fixes all right many times in our society we're looking for things that are quick we are so used to fast food and fast things i i mean there are people today that don't even cook they just and i mean don't cook you know like proper soup and all those things they just go to restaurant or other food or just buy indomie and throw inside hot water and then boom in in five minutes you have your noodles ready you know that quick fix approach to life, that quick, 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 quick TikTok kind of, you know, living or lifestyle is what many believers want to carry into their Christian life. You want it to be quick. You want it to happen. Oh, I don't have fire. Uh, Pastor Leah has on me. Left fire come. And, <laughs> you know, and, well, even as a pastor, I lay hands on people sometimes. I, okay, like, I mean, feel inspired by the Holy Ghost. Like, okay, are people that seem to be lacking zeal or passion for the things of God. And then, I call them out and I lay hands on them. People come out and lay hands on them. But this is more like a the unsaid part of what I did, okay? Because I may not have had time to explain this part. 
if I've laid hands on you, all right, <laughs> before, or your pastor lays hands on you, you don't just assume. Now, for some people, it may, you may feel ignited, but the igniting is actually to go and wait on the Lord. It's actually to go and spend time with God, to sit with God and renew your strength. Because it says, they that wait on the Lord will rot, renew their strength. They shall mount on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So there are times when you will get tired, you wait on the Lord, you get rejuvenated and you can run for a long time. Then you will need to come back, wait on God again and vice versa. All right. So now let's let's move into the meat. All right. Let's move into the the how-to because I'm not just going to leave you hanging with this verse of scripture. I say, wait on the Lord. What does that mean? Emoji. What does that mean? What does it mean to wait on the Lord? Don't leave us like this. All right. I will not leave you like that. I will leave you stranded. <laughs> all right. So what does that mean? How, how is that going to happen? Okay. So first of all, let's talk about two activities that every believer must engage in on a daily basis. There are two activities that every Christian must engage in. Now, there are many, actually several, but these two activities are so primary to your Christian work. They are prayer and the study of God's word. Their prayer and the feeding on God's word. Okay, so the first word is prayer. All right, and the Bible clearly gives us a lot of scripture concerning praying and praying always. Okay, Luke 18, verse 1, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end that men always ought to pray and not faint. All right, that word not faint is to not give up. You are always supposed to pray and not faint. So, prayer should be a constant, prayer should be a lifestyle, prayer should be something you do all the time. Um, Philippians chapter 6. Um, verse 17 and take the helmet of salvation and the sort of sorry efficient and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit are you seeing that praying always with all what prayer and supplication in the spirit praying what always so god expects that you should have a consistent prayer life and i would like to add that that prayer life should not be five minutes i I like to encourage believers to spend at least one hour in the place of prayer. Why? Because of what Jesus said at the Garden of Gethsemane. Could you not, he was talking to his, his disciples, apostles actually, and he says, could you not stay with me for one hour? <laughs> when he went to pray, he, you know, he left Peter, James and John and he went in to pray. He says, could you not, he came back, made them sleep, he said, could you not wait with me for one hour? One, 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 just one. One hour. Could you not wait for one hour? So, you see, that is why I recommend at least an hour for every believer to pray. Spend at least one hour daily praying. And one hour is the minimum. If you look at the lifestyle of Jesus, you will see that he did much more than one hour. That is the bare minimum. Jesus would, Bible will talk about how he would, um, sometimes he would pray all night. And in the Jewish mind, all night prayers or vigils are 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. That is 12 hours. So the times he prayed, 12 hours. There are other times that it's reported that he um woke up and or he got up a great while before dawn and prayed all right and i used to in my mind just say oh great while before dawn is probably maybe 3 a.m he wake up and pray till like 6 a.m but no it said a great while so you're looking at maybe 1 a.m all right you're looking at maybe midnight so we, it's safe to say he probably had a well, let's say five minimum five hour prayer life daily you get we see jesus sometimes um after the feeding of the five thousand, for example the Bible says he sent his disciples off. They went off in a boat. Then he went up a mountain to pray. Immediately after teaching, after a teaching meeting, after or a miraculous meeting, he went up a mountain to pray. So you see, this man was always praying, always praying. He was. So when he says pray without ceasing, he knows what he's saying. That you should always be given to prayer. 
because prayer is very important and you know, we've done teachings on um, the importance of prayer the things that prayer does the benefits of prayer today we're not really focusing on prayer for the you know for this part we're not really focusing on prayer but I'm adding it for you to know that it is something that is a must you must keep praying you cannot say you will not pray come on my guy you can't say you will not pray. You must have prayer, you know, involved in your Christian life. It must be consistent. And when we talk about fire, you know, you may even be praying, but you've lost the fire. Well, what do I mean by that? You've lost the zeal. All right, when we say fire, we're talking about the passion, the zeal. You may be praying and your prayer may just be monotonous. You may pray your faithful one hour every day or two hours, but the prayer is just dry you are just dry, you know, everything is just dry. You may be doing the activities, you may even be going on evangelism, but you're just dry, you're uninspired, you're just... And now, the truth is, you will walk by faith, not by sight. We don't walk by how we feel. Are you with me? However, uh, according to scriptures, all right, we actually should be zealous. We actually should be passionate about these things. We should have zeal. God wants us to be passionate. There's a teaching I did um some while back it should be on our telegram it's called zeal day you know go to Passion talks on telegram it's called zeal day zeal d-e-y you know day it's a teaching on zeal or passion for the things of god you should go get that teaching it's a very 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 dangerous teaching on, on zeal on passion um although very soon i'm going to announce that the teachings that um the teachings on Telegram, you know, we have teachings on Telegram, um, are going to make their way into po- in podcast form. They will not be on this particular platform. There will be a separate um, platform, all right, separate podcast uh, platform. But all my teachings on Telegram will be available there. So if you are more into podcasts, you can all, you will just, it'll just be an easier uh, transition for you. Okay, so back to what we're saying, all right? So prayer is extremely essential, all right? Look at... Um, um, Colossians 1.13 We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. Are you seeing that? Praying what? Always for you. Praying always for you. Look at that Ephesians 6 verse 18 again. It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I want to say something here that your, your prayer life alright um, if your prayer life is always selfish you, you fade out fast. Most of the prayers we see in the epistles alright and we say epistles because that is um, the message written directly to us. Um, I'll explain that in another teaching. But you'll find out that many of the prayers are focused on others. praying for the saints. Pray for the saints. Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you, always laboring fervently. You know, I just had to add emphasis to that. Fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So Epaphras is what? Laboring fervently. He guy is praying his head off for you. If, if you want to be of service to God, make your prayer life about people. Focus on people in your prayer life. Don't always just pray about you. Focus on people in your prayer life. Have a list of the saints you are praying for. Pray for the saints in your church. Pray for the people in your cell. Pray for the people in your department. Pray for your pastor. Are you seeing that? Pray for your family. Pray for others. You will find out that it you will tire less. In fact, you should have it that um a prayer list. You know, how, how can you pray two hours um with your mind being there? Well, have a list of people. If you say you're going to pray for about, let me say, 
10 people, all right? 10 people, maybe in your department, your cell, or maybe you have disciples, 10 people. Um, and you want to pray two hours. What is two hours? Two hours would be what? 120 minutes, all right? 120 divided by 10 is what? That should be 12 minutes, right? So if you pick 12 minutes each for one for each of your people, you you find out you've prayed two hours. So you should have 12 minutes. You focus on one person, call them by name, and then pray, pray, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray in the spirit. Speak, you know, over them and all that stuff. Pray, pray, pray. 12 minutes. Move on to the next person. Pray like that. Are you seeing that? And you've prayed two hours. The same way you can decide to go 12 hours for the 12 people and pray one hour for each of them. <laughs> all right? So, I mean, depends on you and the situation at hand. So, praying for others is very instructional or instructive. Now, there's also the study of the word of God. The believer who must be on fire for the things of God must have a word life. And this is where we're going to pitch our tent. He must have what? A word life. You must have a Bible study and word life. Okay? Um, I, I feel to say that I, I, there's a person I, I listen to me right now. Um, Whenever you listen to this, chef, I just feel you really being wary and faint and tired almost like you're sick but i can tell that you are you are really it's like you've been sick for a long time it's like you've been sick for a long time you've been gasping you've been um down you've been just tired and you're i feel you're in despair almost giving up on life and all that stuff but i'm here to tell you that you should not give up i'm going to pray for you and not just the prayer but the things i'm teaching here will bring you back will bring you back, all right? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just rebuke that um, lying spirit of hopelessness and despair around that person and I command that spirit to leave this instant in the name of Jesus. You let that person go now in the name of Jesus. Let this person go in the name of Jesus. You begin to find meaning for life in the name of Jesus. Meaning for life. Life has meaning for you. You begin to see why you should live and why you should not die in the name of Jesus because the spirit of suicide is leaving you right now in the name of Jesus. You begin to see why you should live and why you should not die you begin to see reasons to live you begin to see reasons to live you begin to see hope in life there is hope in life there is hope in life in the name of jesus god's power is restored uh the fire of god the zeal for the things of god is restored in your life in the name of jesus the passion for the things of god is restored in your life in the name of jesus you will not be weary says the lord you will not be weary not be tired strength comes back to your life in the name of jesus passion returns in jesus name amen all right so um all right so the believer must build his or her life on learning on learning you must build your life on what learning learning god's word the study of god's word and this is one area that i believe is lacking in the lives of many believers because uh we seem to be getting prayer right we can we can claim the church of nigeria is a praying church at least nigeria um that's where i'm based it's a praying church, all right? But there are many believers who are not given to the word or or see the importance of, you know, the word of God, all right? They don't understand why they should be, you know, much more involved in the word of God, all right? So I'm going to tackle that right now, 
Okay? The foundation of your Christian life must be built on learning. It must be built on what? Learning. Matthew 20 verse 19, Go you therefore, this is just talking to his apostles before he left. And this is an instruction that is applicable to all of us, you know, till today. It says, Go you into all the world and teach all nations. That word teach all nations is actually make disciples. It's the word matheteu, all right, in the Greek. And it means a student. In other words, God makes students of all people groups. Students of what? Students or that learn about God, okay? Because John 17 verse 3 says, And this is the eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So that means these people are supposed to learn about God. You're supposed to go and teach. Go and make disciples. Go and make or, or, or a people group that actually know about God, all right? Um, Jesus said in the, in the temptation, when the devil tempted tried to tempt him he said man he said turn the stones to bread he said man shall not live by bread alone but by what every word that comes out of god's mouth so it means that for man to function properly man must be taught the word of god for you to function or preach properly as a human being you must be taught about god you must be taught god's word you must live by god's word god's word must be your instruction it must be how your life is governed are you with me Today's world is falling apart because people are deficient in God's word. People do not know the Bible. They don't know God's word. They don't study God's word. They don't know about God or they are in rebellion. They refuse to learn about God. So we are given an instruction to teach all nations, all right? Verse 20, Matthew 28 says, Teaching them to observe all things, whatever I've commanded you. So we're supposed to teach people to do God's word. We're supposed to teach people to do God's word. We're supposed to teach you to do God's word. It's important. You're supposed to be taught. So teaching is the bedrock of Christianity. All right? Teaching is the bedrock of Christianity. And why? Why so? Because teaching is God's wisdom to communicate himself to you, to communicate his thoughts to you, for you to know about him. All right? Look at what he says in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let... Um, the mighty man glory in his might let not the rich man glory in his riches but let him that glories glory in this that he understands and knows me are you seeing that that he understands and knows me all right there's more to that text but i'll stop there that he understands and knows me all right god wants you to understand him god wants you to know him because he knows that by knowing and understanding him then you will find yourself you will find your identity you will know who you truly are because you are supposed to be his offspring you are his child you came from him are you seeing that he made you so by knowing him you will find your identity are you with me many people don't know god and that's why they are confused they lack um a sense of worth a sense of value a, you know a sense of living a reason for living so God's words must be taught, you know, um, to us, for us to retain that knowledge, for us to know him. Are you seeing that? Now, um, it's important to note how the human mind works, okay? Because the human mind is such that it must be convinced about certain things, all right? The human mind has the tendency to forget. The human mind has a tendency to go off, like, just to lose touch with things. Let me... Let me tell you something. The reason why you have a bond, like if you have a sibling, all right? You have siblings, if you have family. The reason why you have a bond with family and why it's so painful when a family member dies or something is because by seeing them every single day, by spending consistent time with them, by sharing memories and developing, doing life with them, you have built a bond and your mind has been convinced about those people. So when they live your life, you know, you tend to be very, very emotional. 
Now, God wants us to be intimate with his word the same way. To be intimate with his word. To grow in his knowledge. To become familiar with him. Because I'll say this to you, that the only way you're going to be familiar with God is to be familiar with his word. You can't know God through personal experiences alone. Alright? Why? Because experiences vary. What if you fall sick today? Are you, would, is that God teaching you something? Alright? Um, what if tomorrow you don't have money in your pocket? Is that God keeping money from you? No. You have to know about God through His Word. His Word is the accurate representation of God. Are you with me? So, you must know God's Word. God's Word is how He wants you to know Him. So, that Word must be taught to you consistently. Because we also tend to forget. Alright? The way you see your brother every single morning. All right, or see your siblings or family every morning, you know, you must renew your knowledge of God every single day. All right, and I'll say to you that one reason that many believers grow faint and weary is because of this. All right, there's the part of your prayer life, but there's also this part where we lose touch with the Word of God, or we may lose touch with that aspect of the Word of God. So, for example, your um, prayer life, all right. The reason why you find out that you are not so passionate about praying again is because you've lost touch, you've lost consciousness or conviction about what prayer is about. All right? Maybe before you you were taught about prayer and you start praying, but you notice that the moment your knowledge of prayer begins to win, the, the knowledge of what prayer does, why we should pray, the why, the how, you know all those things. Once it, it starts to win, what happens? You find out that after a while, because you've lost consciousness, you now begin to just pray and forget why you're praying. And because you forget, your mind is not convinced anymore about prayer. You know, you, you just be there wondering, why am I here? What am I doing here? <laughs> you're just speaking nonsense about, 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 what am I doing here? Why am I here? Uh, Hey, other things will enter your mind. You, you just forget yourself. And then you find out you're, you're, not, you're not there. And because you're not there, if your mind is not involved, your mind is not connected, your, your mind is not concerned about what you're doing, you lose passion. You lose zeal. You lose fervor. Are you seeing that? You lose fire. You just don't want to be part of it anymore. The same thing with every other area of your Christian life. Is it your, um, even your Bible study life? From time to time, you have to actually remind yourself of why you study the Bible. You have to be reminded, all right? <laughs> um, if it's your evangelism life, you have to be reminded. You, you know, maybe you need to take a trip with the Word of God um, and find out again that people who don't hear the Word of God, who don't hear the message of salvation, are, are going to go to hell. You have to be reminded about that. It's going to, you know, quicken you. You have to be reminded, like Paul will say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. He says, because we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Alright, so he knows, Paul knew something. He said that there's what we call the terror of God. And the terror of God is just that there's a day you're going to stand before Jesus and give account of your life. And so because of that, he is very, that day is a, is a terrifying day. So he realizes that his life as a believer will, will, is not just his own. There's someone that owns the life and he will give account to that person. So he's diligent. He is careful. You get what I'm saying? He lives his life deliberately. So you have to remind yourself of these things. Are you seeing that? You have to meditate on these things. You have to think on these things. So this is a very strong way for you to actually get your fire back. Okay? So let me read out a few things. All right? Um, this is why we're instructed to be diligent with God's word. Any area of your Christian life that seems to be lacking is a result of lack of spiritual intelligence or conviction or consciousness in that area. Okay? So, an example, if you're not saved, it's because you don't know how to get saved. 
all right? Or maybe you just reject it outright. But you don't know. So that's why we preach so people get the knowledge and can get saved, all right? If you don't speak in tongues, for example, um, as a believer, but you want to, your problem is not that God hates you. Your problem is just that you don't have the knowledge. You lack the knowledge, you know, of how tongues works. So you need the knowledge. By the way, if that's you, I have a teaching. You have to scroll down on this podcast, though. But I have how to sp- how to actually speak in tongues. I have about three teachings on that matter that will help you. You know that you really have to scroll, <laughs> scroll down. All right. Uh, and um, let me say this: that conviction takes time to build. Conviction takes time to convince a person's mind. Takes time. All right. That's why we spend a lot of time teaching God's word. That's actually the purpose of the church because the church is supposed to be the pillar and ground of truth. It's where truth is explained. It's where truth is taught to you. That's why any church that claims to be the church of God is supposed to spend a lot of time teaching you God's word. There must be lengthy periods of time where you are exposed to the word of God. Like this podcast now, there may be someone listening to it and say, ah, it's already 28 minutes now. Wow, why, why is it so long? Well, the truth about it is that it takes time for you to be convinced. It takes time. All right? It takes time. <laughs> it takes time for you to be convinced concerning God's word. It takes time to build consciousness. So, long teaching must be something you embrace. Long study must be something you embrace. You can't say you're a Christian and then you are looking for short things. You know, we love, there's something we love. Um, we love Instagram. We love TikTok. We like all those short, short teachings. You see a, a snippet, a small clip, you know, from, from someone's, a teaching that someone probably do for two hours. You now pick a one or two minute clip and then you listen. And that's what some people do. They just go from short clip to short clip to short clip. And that's, you can't grow as a believer like that. You, you cannot grow. I can bet you, you can't grow. You, you can't. All right. Paul will say, as little as babies desire the as babies that should be second Peter chapter is it two verse one, it says as babies desire the sincere milk of God's word that you may what grow thereby, desire the sincere milk of God's word that you may grow. So the way you grow is by desiring the word of God by by focusing on God's word by learning God's word. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. You have to give yourself to learning. You have to give yourself to study. You have to, because it takes time to develop an awareness of the word of God. So today, for example, if you ever come to one of my meetings, all right, or you watch me online, you'll find out that I have um, grace for healing. I'm very, healing comes very easy to me. Now, many people may think it's just a grace that God gave me. And yes, there is actually the grace of my life for healing. So whether you call whether you call it healing anointing or not, but healing. I, you know, there's grace for healing. However, there is also what you will not see when you see me just say, hey, today I'll just be healed. I don't say people are being healed. So, so, so I went somewhere, you know, someone look at me and say, I said, my back hasn't been in I'm in pain. I say I healed, they're fine. Check. And the person was instantly healed. You know, the person checked and was fine. And the person was looking in shock. Now, you may just see that and say, ah, you know, uh, okay, wow, um, it's easy for him. It's just easy. But I dare you do the same thing. If you if you don't have the same consciousness I have, you'll find out that it's hard for you. Because behind that thing I just did there like that, that for one second someone just got healed, is hundreds of hours of study hundreds of hours of study now because of people what people watching me can is more easily step into those things and do them but they also have to also listen they have to listen to what i teach about those things 
to build a consciousness and awareness so for me when i stand before people that are sick i'm aware of the life of god inside me i'm aware of the healing power of god i'm aware of how it works so i can just easily say be healed and i know it's gonna happen i know it's gonna happen you get that i know it's gonna happen because i am convinced why am i convinced because i have spent a lot of time on the subject of healing I've been studying on healing since I was in my this second year in university. That should be about how many years now? Uh, that, that was 2012. <laughs> that, yeah, that should be about 2012 or so. 11, yeah. Let's just, let's just say 12. If you count, count that, that should be nine years. All right? I've been studying on healing for nine years. And so I'm, I'm very conscious. Do you get? I'm very aware of the ability of God in me to heal. I'm very aware of it. So for you, any area that you need to, you know, be passionate about, be zealous about, be strong in, you must be aware. You must find materials. You must find teachings on that particular area or subject. Take a retreat. The Bible says this, that wait upon the Lord. You wait upon God. You, you, you retreat. Take out time and find teachings in that area of weakness and begin to focus. Many believers, um, it's when you are sick or someone around you is sick. You now pray one very pretty prayer. Oh, Father, heal my brother. Heal my mother. Heal this one. The person dies. Then guess what? You get angry with God. No, you have no business being angry with God. Why? Because the revelation of his word, he said he sent his word and healed them. The revelation of his word is actually what you need to live by. It is what your life needs to thrive. But when you don't give yourself to it, you won't learn. Are you seeing that? God has given you so much. He has given you. He has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. He has given you his word. So you have a duty to actually study it. You have a duty to actually stay on it. If you want to be on fire as a believer, you get you actually have to keep on focusing on God's word. So, you know, and this is where church also comes in. You know, a good teacher of God's word will spend time teaching you. All right? Will spend time reinforcing the truth of God's word. That's, that's why we have teaching. Sunday service is not a place to come and be wearing your best cloth and be dancing and shaking body. That is not the primary purpose of Sunday service. The primary purpose of Sunday service is to be taught God's word so you are convinced about it and that area of your life you are being taught about starts to work. Are you with me? You are supposed to be taught things, taught about evangelism, taught about prayer, taught about fasting, taught about these things. The more you are taught, the more you are aware of that area, the more you are conscious of that area, the more you are convinced about that area, and the more you are passionate about that area, the more you start to work in that area. If you think you don't like to evangelize, you don't know about how to evangelize, pick materials on evangelism. Pick materials on what is, you know, um, pick materials on, for example, what evangelism is, why we should evangelize, evangelize, how to evangelize, and all that. Pick materials on that. All right, there's a book I always, um, I always recommend for um, concerning. It's called Evangelism and Missions by Dag Hewan Mills. I recommend that it's a fat book, but I believe that by the more you read that book, the more you will find yourself evangelizing. I, I'll just tell you for free. It's called Evangelism and Missions by Dark World Mills. You should be able to find it on Kindle and all those other platforms. But the more you spend time on it, the more you'll find out that you are actually being ignited. You are being passionate about, you know, about evangelism. All right? So, um, you will also find something out that when you spend more time on the Word of God, and you study the word of God more, you listen to God's word more, you find out your prayer life is sweeter. You find out that the things that you, are, you have been studying will be coming up in your prayer life. You know. You find out that the voice of God is clearer to you in your prayer life. So, 
you you should have a habit, all right, of being involved with God's word. And I was telling um during the meetings we have on Saturdays, um, I think that was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was explaining to the people that it's not wise also to hear your pastor's teaching once. No, because the point is to build what conviction, right? Establish conviction. So if you hear your pastor's teaching, you should hear it over. I'm I'm giving you the keys to be on fire. All right. It's not this is not a quick fix. It's not it is about those who are really interested in serving God, those who are interested in actually um growing, you know, spiritually. All right. So it's not a quick fix. <laughs> I say it unapologetically. That's why this thing has to be as long as it is, because it's not it's not a quick fix. It's not some, something just make you happy. No, it's something to actually explain the truth to you. So you have to spend time. Spend time. After you've been taught God's word, a good student of God's word, a good disciple of Jesus Christ, will go back to his pastor's message. In fact, your pastor taught something on Sunday, that thing should be on repeat throughout the week. Because you can't assume you just knew something um, because you listened, or you just know something because you listened to it once. Think of the exams you write. In school, where your teacher teaches something once, do you assume you know it? In fact, most times, if if once it's just teaches, that's all you focus on and then you leave it till exam. You know you fail, right? Unless your memory is like a sponge, your memory is special. <laughs> and that's rare. You have to go over that material over and over and over again. You have to listen to it over and over and over and over again. That's what you have to do. Over and over and over and over again. That's what you must do for it to be established as an understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? So, same thing with your pastor's messages. If your pastor teaches something, all right? For those of you who follow me and call me your pastor, all right? If I teach something, don't listen to it once. Listen to it two times, three times, four times, five, six, seven times, ten. <laughs> listen to it till you can say it for word for word if, if, you, if you can. Listen as often as possible, as much as possible. Keep listening. Why? Because the more you listen, as you go right again, you realize, oh, I didn't hear that part too. I didn't know that part. Oh, wow. Or you hear it again. Ah, wow. I didn't see it this way. Wow. You know, or you hear it and like, oh, I, I understand. It's the more you go over it. All right. That's how it begins to dawn on you. That's how the awareness begins to form. But if you wait for one, like now, I taught something extremely powerful on Saturday. All right. It's on our YouTube channel. You should go check it out. If you are just going to listen to that once, <laughs> once, come on. No, no, no. Just listen to it once. No, you may feel the heat of what I was teaching, but you won't do it. You need to hear it over. It needs to be on play, on repeat, over and over and over and over and over again. And that's how the conviction is established. That's how that f- the passion in that area begins to, you know, stay like that. And if you think of passion like fire, you have to feed it. Okay? So if passion is like fire, if we are talking about keeping the fire, if you want to stay passionate and stay on fire, then you must have a, a, a habit of waiting on the Lord from time to time. That is, don't wait. And this is where another problem is. Don't wait till you lose passion in an area till you get fired up again. No. Stoke the embers. Add wood to the fire. All right? Go for more knowledge. And when you, when you study the word of God, pray about what you studied. All right? Pray about what you say. As you listen to a sermon, pray about what you're listening to. 
Pray about it. Pray before the sermon. Pray after the sermon. This is how you stay on fire. This is how passion kindles itself in you. Because knowledge will lead to zeal. Alright? Knowledge will lead to zeal. Romans 10 verse 1 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for God, to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Verse 2, For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Alright? So, Paul is talking about the Jews and the fact that these guys are passionate about God. Very passionate. In fact, Paul himself explains that he was very zealous for the things of God. But he says not according to knowledge because even he was what was he doing? He was persecuting the church of God. He was zealous. Now, why was he zealous? He was zealous because the knowledge he had or the way he saw the scriptures, he had a wrong way of looking at God's word. But because he believed it regardless, he was zealous about it. The more you involve, you know, you know, you give your attention to something, you become passionate about it. It's just like, for example, if you start to watch pornography, um, or give your attention to sexual, you know, the more you watch it, the more desirous you ha- you are of, of having that or doing that. The same thing with the Word of God. The more you actually spend time on it, the more you are passionate about it. You see that? In a world like where we are, where there are so many things calling for your attention, there's social media, there's Netflix, there's, there's other things calling for your attention all the time, consistently vying for your attention. You must have the habit you know, of staying off certain things to spend time with God. You must be disciplined enough to decide there are things I will not do. You can't spend your whole day on YouTube. You can't spend your whole day on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram. You can't. And some people are always forming, I'm doing business there. Well, your business is leading you to a life outside of God's will. So, you must apportion your time. If you're going to be on Instagram or any of those things, you don't have to be checking your stuff every single time. You can have a time of the day. Say, okay, when I come back in the evening, (laughs) if I have to uninstall and reinstall TikTok or whatever or Instagram, then I'll check all my IG posts. At that time, I'll reply to everybody. I can scroll for one hour. After that one hour, I'm done. I'm going back. You you must have that um, discipline. Are you seeing that? You cannot keep doing that. You must, and the time you're not spending on social media, you must give it to the word of God. Don't, um, some people feel like, ah, eh, I listened to you for one hour today. One hour is not enough. Out of 24 hours, come on. 24 hours, you are, you are asleep six hours. You are awake for maybe about 18 hours. And one hour is enough. No, one hour is not enough. It's never enough. One hour is not enough. You need to give more time to it. Much more time. All right? These are the keys to staying on fire. Those two especially. Your prayer life, praying always, are you with me? And then, as I said before, praying for people. And then this other one, your word life, your study life. These two things, if you can stay on them, all right? Um, if you can make be consistent and diligent, you'll find out that you hardly have this failure of weakness. You hardly have um, or need rescuing. We hardly have to be looking for you and say, hey, help, help our son, help our boy, help our guy. <laughs> All right? So, guys, that's it for this particular teaching. I hope this has blessed you. And I hope you apply this to your life. I also hope you share this with somebody who needs it. Let them hear this thing. Let them understand. Let them learn. And let them begin to get themselves ignited. Get books, get materials on the area that you are finding problems or having issues with your passion. And reignite yourself, reignite your knowledge base, and you'll find out that you are zealous, you are passionate concerning the word of God, the things of God, all right? 
guys that's it for today of course don't forget that ymc is around the corner that's the young, young ministers conference happening here in lagos nigeria on the 19th of december it's happening at bariga all right cms plaza bariga it's a safe environment where we're going to take out three days and we're just going to retreat with god all right the theme of it is and the holy ghost said all right the holy ghost said because the holy ghost is going to be saying so much this period and we're going to be teaching so much concerning um, the ministry of the believer you don't want to miss it god has told me that there are many things he's going to say to people there will be so many specifics and nobody will leave that place without clarity all right so make sure you come there it's only five thousand naira um you can register go to um our page on instagram at we are here click our bio you'll see the link to register just go register and um register on time because by the 16th if you pay from the 16th the money is ten thousand <laughs> because uh for certain logistical reasons so you have to pay on time pay on time so that you can secure your space and space for other people also if you have a bunch of people you want to bring let's say you want to bring 10 people and all that and then you don't have the means financially maybe you know what you want to do is that you want to um you want to actually message us at we are here on, on our telegram or sorry our instagram and then explain your plight to us and they'll get to us and then there just maybe some benevolence package for you but also if you're there and then you've tried every single thing and you really want to come but you can't also message us concerning benevolence and then we'll see what we can do for you all right guys god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram at pst.sen pst.essien